Welcome to Clean Tech Talk with Important Media, where we discuss the latest news in clean cars, clean energy, and clean technology. I'm Chris DeMauro, editor of Gas2.org. And I'm Zachary Shahan, director of cleantechnica.com and evobsession.com. Today we're talking about uh, some interesting Edmunds research and perhaps more interesting press release. Um, another reason, or multiple reasons, why electric vehicles are great for teenagers. Bosch automating the Tesla Model S and some of the earliest electric vehicle adopters in our generation, at least. So, starting with the Edmunds story, <laughs> uh, basically... Edmonds decided to crash the Earth Day party. Um, really disappointing. <laughs> really disappointing. The headline of, of a press release based on some research they, they had done was, Hybrid and electric vehicles struggle to maintain owner loyalty, reports Edmonds.com. The Twitter follow-up from their Twitter crew read, What? Hashtag Earth Day. People are trading in their hybrids EVs for an SUV in record numbers. You know, not many... I mean, give it to them at least for having some balls because not many companies would go out there and uh, heckle Earth Day, you know, or Earth Day fans. I mean, everybody's an Earth Day fan. But the big issue, I, I think, is the way their research was presented because they, they basically lumped together hybrid and electric cars. Uh, and they kept saying, instead of saying green cars or hybrids, they, they kept saying hybrid and electric cars. And very, very deceptive there. Very, yeah. you know, language, very deceptive language. And they're saying that car buyers are trading in hybrid and electric cars for SUVs at a higher rate than ever before. Uh, it's like, well, you know, one of the problems with that is there are more hybrids on the cars now uh, on the road than ever before. You can yeah. get a hybrid version of almost any car. So when somebody's, you know, this low gas prices and they're looking for a new car and they're like, you know, I've been driving this, but now my commute's shorter or I work from home or I have a bigger family. Now let me get a friggin' SUV. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are a ton of people buying conventional hybrids and a conventional hybrid in all practical ways is more or less any other gas mobile. It just has a better fuel economy, you know? You don't have the, the instant torque, the great acceleration of electric of a plug-in car. You don't have the ability to plug in at home and conveniently avoid gas stations. Uh, you don't have, you know, the ability to run on sunlight. So they're, they're really very different things. And lumping them together as if they're the same is really ingenuine. I mean, people, there are a lot of huge electric car fans who don't give a shit about conventional hybrids. I'm one of them. We have many readers who are like that. I really don't care. I, I won't read a story about a conventional hybrid because I don't care about 50 miles per gallon or, or, you know, or less. You know, I want a car that's got the ability to run on solar power, wind power, and that has the, the benefits of electric cars that, that, I mean, hybrids are not the best cars to drive, conventional hybrids, right? <laughs> Well, uh, and I'm going to take the opposing view and say hybrids are playing a very important role in getting, you know, using less gas, just to be simple about it and getting people from, you know, it's that's like that first step towards an electric car as a hybrid. And so I'm not as dismissive towards them as you are, Zach, because, but what, what I think, yeah, there are two what I think Edmonds is failing to bring, realize, though, is that SUVs have gotten way more efficient, too. You can now buy a 25-plus mile per gallon full-size SUV. With the Ford Escape, which used to be a hybrid and now is not, 
actually gets better fuel economy as a non-hybrid. So why wouldn't someone trade up to that? Yeah, I mean, there are two, I think there are two very valid takes you can take on conventional hybrids, first of all, before we go for it. I mean, one, you can say that they've been delaying uh, much more efficient electric cars and that they're uh, bad in that way. People really make that argument strongly. Or you can say that they've at least helped us get to this stage and they've helped us, you know, keep our emissions down while electric cars develop. So I'm not going to say, you know, I, I have my own opinion, but I'm not going to say that one is definitely better than the other. But combining the two vehicles as one is really, you can't do that. These, it's like combining chocolate and broccoli. These are it, is, it is unfair. I do agree. And that's, that it is not the proper way to go about something like that. And so there are two issues w with why this is a problem. One is they're different buyers. I'm, you know, I'm going to, they're different buyers. Okay. The second is that there are so many conventional hybrids now. A lot of people might buy a hybrid without even realizing it, right? And there, there's so many on the market. If you are going to combine them in, in research like this, you can. it doesn't matter what the, what the electric car buyers are doing. It's going to have the same result either way based on the conventional hybrid buyers because there's so many more of them. So you're just you're making a generaliz generalization about all of them, even though the electric car buyers are really not tilting the scale either way. So... Basically, the, the big gripe is that we don't even know, uh, because we don't have, Edmunds didn't put the data out, if plug-in car buyers are trading in their cars more, or if they're sticking to plug-in cars. We don't even know, because Edmunds just lumped it all together. Yeah, it was, it, was just, it was just a gotcha story at the end of the day. And, you know, that's, that's sometimes, you know, they gotcha. And before we move on, I mean, the, the big reason, obviously, that's, conventional hybrid sales are down is because oil prices and gasoline prices are down. Uh, you know, they, they trend together. I mean, if people going with hybrids are looking to save money and maybe, you know, help the environment a bit. But all research Plug-in America has done for years has shown absolutely no correlation between plug-in car sales and gas prices. Because again, people aren't buying plug-in cars to save money. They're buying them because it's a much different experience and they want that experience this story got you a little heated huh zach yeah <laughs> <laughs> we've got oh, the chart man. move on but we've got the chart there in the article uh john volker also of green car reports i mean i was really i hate dealing with this kind of media and i just was like oh ugh, and i put my head down i was like i'm not going to cover this and then someone i was i was giving advice uh consulting with someone who's doing an, an ev charging startup and he brought it up brought the story up he saw it in USA Today, and then I saw John Volker do a great piece in Green Park Car Reports, and he was obviously infuriated by it as well. And I was like, "God, and I got to do it." So, <laughs> so I went in, and, and it, it really irritates me. But uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's let's move on to a more positive story, which you know, uh, which I think has a very you know, it's, it's very hard to argue with that electric cars are really great for teenagers, and, I, and we already covered this on one front, but apparently, you know. Uh, Zach, 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 one of our uh, readers there had something more to say. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you can start with, you know, the initial points Steve was making on gas too there. Well, so basically the, there are a few reasons why electric cars make really good first cars for teenagers. First off, limited range, okay? 
if you got a kid, and, you know, I don't have kids yet, but I know Zachary's a new father. And personally, yeah. I'm not going to want my kid wandering too far when they're young. So the limited range of electric car, that's actually kind of a bonus. Secondly, they're actually cheaper to insure than your standard car. And right now, because there's a lot of new electric vehicles coming out, plug-in cars are actually there's some really great deals on plug-in cars. You can get it for very low money down, $199 a month leases. That really will, you know, it puts your kid in a, a new car, a safe car, but one that teaches them responsibility financially. Yeah, that safety boost. And, and you know, they're also, you don't have to worry about them also driving a ton and and getting into financial debt from all the gas, <laughs> gas. Yeah, costs. there's no gas bill to run up. They just plug it in at night. Like that's that's huge. You know what I mean? And honestly, I mean, no matter how much you, you know, tell people they got to tell your kids, you know, they got to do oil changes. You know, there are a lot of young people who are just gonna sort of forget they got to change the oil. And that's oh my God, Zach, I got some stories about <laughs> my friends. They were just like, oh, should I change the oil? The oil light's been on for a couple of months. Yeah. Is that maybe why my car isn't working anymore? <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that ruins your car. So, you know, that's another thing you don't have to worry about. But this, yeah, this commenter, it, it was a, on the GM Volt forum, which I also follow. I love following the forums. You get a lot of interesting stories there. Um, this guy was saying that, that it was, that it was a, the Chevy Volt was a great car for his teenager for, you know, these kind of reasons. It's quiet. It's cool tech. And she really loves the tech, whatever. But I highlighted one statement. He said, all of them, uh, her friends also love the car. And they said, all of them remark what a better ride the car is to the old tech, you know, gas mobiles. Uh, my daughter has driven our expedition and her uncle souped up Bonneville and prefers the Volt. So, I mean, that comes back to the issue for me that it's not the efficiency. It's not the fuel efficiency that's selling plug-in cars. That's what sells conventional hybrids. That's what gets you into a Prius. What sells plug-in cars is they're a lot of fun to drive. They're cool new tech. They're quiet but powerful. Yeah, and they're convenient. Yeah, they really are. They're very. It's all the way around. It's a you know, it is a low maintenance low range, low speed vehicle, you know, you can't, you know, I could, I took my minivan up to 120 miles an hour, you know, like, uh, but these, these, this is just a really great starter car, something like the Nissan Leaf or the Chevy Volt or something like that. These are, they're cool. They have cool technology. They're quiet. You can have a conversation. You can sneak in the, you know, you can sneak back into the house late at night. Your car's not rattling and rolling. You know, I would have, I would have loved that when I was a young person. You're thinking of the BMW i3 commercial i am well <laughs> but I, that resonated with me man i used to try to sneak in but my car was loud as hell it was a great no it was a great point actually that you know it, there are a lot of benefits to it and there are actually a lot of benefits that really appeal to teenagers so it's you know i think it's the future and that's just another sign in my opinion as an ev obsessed person but moving on to other another cool you know feature of one of the coolest cars out there the tesla model s it's um the autopilot features uh, that are being developed. Uh, and you wrote a, a cool story on EV Obsession about a Bosch video. You want to walk us through? Well, okay. So this is, as we all know, the Tesla Model S, you know, Elon Musk has been hyping up the autopilot features, self-driving. He's telling us, you know, the, the Model S will be able to handle 90% of the driving between point A and point B on the highway very, very soon. And, you know, maybe even as soon as this summer. They're already testing it. But... 
you know, they're not the only, Tesla's not the only company working on autonomous cars, autopilot technology. And so what's really interesting about this video that you really got, you really should check out is that um, Bosch made a video highlighting their own autonomous car driving technology. And, and Bosch is not an automaker, but rather uh, it's a, it's a technology company. They make all kinds of parts for all kinds of things, and, and including cars. You know, you can get Bosch spark plugs. My, 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 uh, my stove is a Bosch. <laughs> exactly. You know, and they're, so they're a big company. They do a lot of things and they decided to use the Tesla model S, the Tesla model S, the Tesla model S to highlight their autonomous car technology. It's a very, it's a very interesting choice of cars because on one hand it's a popular car. It's a cool car. It has that nice big touchscreen that you can use to, you know, for Bosch to put their, you know, showcase their, all their stuff. On the other hand, it's a car that already has autopilot. So, you know, kind of raises some questions. Like, is Bosch working with Tesla on autopilot? Right. You well, know? One some of the things that struck me watching the video, I mean, initially it's quite vague. It's like, it looks like Tesla, but it's not clear as Tesla. But then there are parts where they actually show the Tesla logo. It's Tesla. You know, I mean, of course, there's no doubt about it anyway. But um, but it's clear. when. So when that comes in, you know, I... I have to think that they are the ones working with Tesla on 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 autopilot stuff, but um, but who knows? I mean, obviously Tesla is the cool, hot new thing in the auto world. So you know, if you can link yourself with it, that's great. But I I can't I can't see them doing that without being in a partnership with Tesla. I mean, well, here's what I know. I, I can tell you this: Bosch already has a relationship with Volkswagen developing a an autonomous uh, like a, a valet mode like Elon Musk described where the car can park itself and then return to where it dropped you off and pick you back up and they're already they already have a working prototype for that with Volkswagen so it would not surprise me if Tesla and Bosch are working together because Bosch seems to be one of the companies at the forefront of this technology and Tesla already has a lot on its plate so they're, you know this might be something they want to farm out yeah, I mean Tesla's got so much they're working on. They can't do everything, and uh, yeah, Bosch is top quality. So I, I, it seems logical. Um, yeah, it, it seems seems like. Yeah, but something comes up, you know. Tesla talks a lot about being the absolute leader in this, and then I've seen criticisms. You know, Mercedes, BMW, they're doing this. You know, this is Tesla's not really as big of a leader in this as, as they say. What What do you know on that front? I mean, do you, do you think Tesla really is a step ahead? Are you waiting to see what comes out first? Or do you think they're sort of talking up their game a little bit too much? Elon Musk sometimes reminds me of Flavor Flav. He's a hype man, okay? Like, I, I love Elon Musk, but sometimes he's just, he's hype. He's hype, he's hype. You know, Mercedes, BMW, Audi, uh, every automaker is working on autonomous car technology. All of them are just as far along, if not farther than Tesla. Tesla is not the company that's going to be the, you know, I, I just don't think they're going to be the first to develop a 100% autonomous car. And, I mean, he's so, he's so strongly stated we will be the first, but I, mean, and I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And I mean, I'm, you know, I hate to doubt Elon Musk, but how does he actually know what they're, I mean, automakers are pretty good at keeping some things hidden, you know? He's a hype. He's being a hype man. And he has to do that. He has to build hype for his vehicles. But the fact of the matter is, uh, the Tesla Model S is just, just getting features like adaptive cruise control that other cars have had for years now. 
You know what I mean? Like that's a feature that just came out in fall for the Tesla Model S that it it, it didn't have for a long time. You know, like people wanted that. Well, I'm sure the hype uh, definitely works some magic. (laughs) It it does. It does work some magic And, and it's an important feature. But on the other hand, like there are already cars you can get in and drive on the highway and you don't need to touch them. Like, well, it's definitely exciting to see Bosch, you know, highlighting this in this video. Um, you know, if, if it's doing the the core work, you know, we're going to see it in a lot of cars, and we're, it's going to be, I'm I'm sure, very well done. And uh, I just hope my my stove doesn't end up driving away one day. <laughs> yeah, as long as you pay your bill for it. <laughs> and uh, speaking of new technology, uh, you know. Plug in America did a fun job this this week, uh, highlighting some of those early adopters of EVs who were all in long before you and I were even thinking about it. You know, so uh, it's really fun. They they highlight a handful of people who have been driving electric vehicles for for over a decade or for a decade or so. Um, and they, they showed their first EV. They, you know, some have some fun stories here and there, and the EVs they're driving now. Uh, it's just fun. <laughs> it, it is cool because these are true early adopters. Many of these people from the Plug in American stories, you know, their first cars date back to the late '90s. You know, in EV one, the the Toyota, the first Toyota Rav four. You know. It, the, the 1993 Ford EV Court, which was an electric escort. Like, who drove that? Who had one of those? Very few people. But they found one of the guys, apparently. I didn't even know about this vehicle. <laughs> it's one, it was one of those. They made Ford made an electric Ranger. It's one of those vehicles that they made, but just, just enough of them to, to meet California Air Resource Board uh, law thing. I mean, 1993. I was in middle school. I, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know. But uh, that's a fun family too, because they uh, now I was they have seven. <laughs> yeah. They have two Nissan Leafs in the family now. I remember seeing a video with them uh, a couple of years ago. We wrote about it, where the the teenage boy was um, was learning to drive. You know, he's doing going through the first, you know, his first driving test lesson with his dad and they were doing it in the dad's Nissan Leaf um so it was it was fun it was a fun video to see you know you you don't think about that really much you know when you did your first when you first drove a car it was it was an ice ice vehicle so uh nowadays there there are a lot of kids growing up with their first vehicles being electric vehicles so now the son owns a a Leaf as well or leases one I don't know but they, they have two Leafs in the family and I think it's just you know it goes to show how far we really have come, and on the other hand, how much farther we still have to go. Yeah, definitely. But it def- uh, it's definitely like puts that early adopter phrase into some perspective. You know, we we think we talk a lot about the people buying electric vehicles are our early adopters. Uh, I mean, these these are early adopters. A lot of people buying Teslas are not actually early adopters. They're the second wave. You know. Yeah, they, I think that's a good way to put it. They're the second wave. And there's a great. I love that the first picture we have in the in the article which comes from plug in america um it's got a picture of this little girl 18 months <laughs> a year and a half which is hard to comprehend when my daughter is nine months <laughs> she's plugging in the ev1 uh and, and then right next to it there's a picture of her at 14 plugging in the nissan leaf it's pretty pretty hasn't has an impact you know and i think that's 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 it's the generation behind me and you zach they're going to be the ones that really take electric cars 
to mass yeah. numbers. I really think that it's, it's, you know, a millennial, this millennial, that, you know, I hear that all the time about us, but like, uh, I think it's the next wave of kids. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the, like we said earlier, the teenagers today who are driving yeah. and leaves and saying, they, oh, they think that they think the electric cars are so cool, man. Yep. Well, that's it for us. Uh, check in next week to get your electric fix. I'm Chris tomorrow. And I'm Zachary Shahan. Join us next week.